Download the app, Bet Big, Win Bigger. And I got to tell you, I really like the sound of that. And with WinBet, it's just that easy. WinBet has what you need to win. So if you're from Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, sign up today to receive this special offer. New users can take advantage of WinBet's bet $25, get $50 in free bets. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Download the app, bet big, and win bigger. Let's get after it. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. Welcome to the Green World Light Cup Podcast. We're talking two kinds of football today. We've got Taylor Heineke from the Washington Commanders. Chris and Kyle are going to talk with Taylor about the Commanders, Nike's on his feet, his time in the XFL, and the legend that is Taylor Heineke. And then after Taylor, Chris, Kyle, and Dr. Fax are going to talk about the United States World Cup win over Iran. We live streamed the game, had a blast, and we want to tell you about it. Y'all enjoy. So uh, Eagles fans might not want to listen. Yeah, I just might have fucked our numbers up. But it's like, yeah, most of the people that listen to this podcast are in Philadelphia. Uh, Not true. But like, we've got Taylor Heineke on the pod today. And I was really excited to hear that, you know, we were going to have him for 40 minutes. There's a lot that Taylor Heineke and I have in common. We both spent time in St. Louis. We were in New England as well. He was there for three weeks. He was in St. Louis with the Battle Hawks. Um, and, uh, I don't know, we get some, some friends in common, Nate Gary, who I, who I used to play with. I love Nate Gary is in Washington. Now he said he is one of the bros. And that's kind of what everybody can tell when they watch Taylor Heineke play, when they watch him interact with his teammates, when they watch the the way people gravitate to him, he's that kind of guy that you don't think of as a quarterback. You think of him as a, as a football player. And that's kind of what Kyle and I were able to glean from talking to him just for 40 minutes on Zoom uh, earlier today. Now, we just wrapped up our World Cup review. That'll be on the back of the pod. Hope you enjoyed the live stream for those of you who tuned in. That's going to be me, Dr. Fax, Kyle. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think the, the commanders are really interesting to finish this season. One game we've talked about it that's going gonna, that's gonna to mean everything really mathematically when you look at the way that it alters playoff changes respectively for the Giants and for the Commanders, is this weekend. And then they have a bye week, and they play again. So it's crazy. I mean, the NFC East uh, is tight, and uh, all the teams are, are supposed to get in the playoffs right now, but this weekend's going to be crazy. And the reason I like the Commanders, and I hate to be PD public on this thing, because if you remember, the Giants, the last time they took the field, and they get beat by the, uh, the Seahawks, and the Commanders won another game, another close game. I like the Commanders, and I like them because of Taylor Heineke. I really do. 
Um, so enjoy the interview. I think he's a great guy. We had fun. Uh, and uh, go USA. The best moments in a sports fan's life are in football season. I'm not talking about September. I'm not talking about the first week in October. I'm not even talking about the second week in October. I'm talking about when it gets colder, the temperature drops, the games get bigger, the hits get harder, and you can curl up and watch some meaningful football. I like to do it with a Miller Lite from the fridge and a cold frosty mug from the freezer. Frosty mug, meat, a cold, beautiful can of Miller Lite from my fridge. That's teamwork. We come together, we can make a great play out there, and the, and the best play to make on a Sunday is a nice cold Miller Lite and a frosty mug at home. That's my favorite thing. Maybe a fire in the fireplace. Yeah, now we're talking. But Miller Lite, it's an original, and it's more than that. It's been a fan favorite since 1975. The best part, no matter how your team plays, Miller Lite is always a winner. The perfect beer for Sundays, I gave you the, the hot tip. Having that frosty mug is a lot like having home field advantage. I mean, like, it just makes everything better for your boy and your boy's friends who file in every Sunday to enjoy cold, ice-cold Miller Lite uh, at, at, at my house. I mean, we have a lot of people over, and I got to have the Miller Lite stocked up. A lot of light beer cuts back on the most crucial ingredient, flavor. Just 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12-ounce serving. Miller Lite, quick on its feet. Heavy hitting on flavor. No wonder it's been MVP from day one. This football season, enjoy the sweet taste of victory with Miller Lite, the original light beer. Find it pretty much anywhere beer is sold. Go to MillerLite.com slash Greenlight for delivery options near you. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Uh, well, welcome to the show, Taylor. How you doing, man? Doing good, doing good. Just, you know, got a lot of uh, treatment done this morning, lots of film, so getting ready for the Giants this Sunday. Yeah, the Giants. You play them twice in a row, and you get the bye week in the middle. How weird is that? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty weird. It's not as weird as last year, man. We had, I think it was, we went Eagles. Was it Eagles first? We went Eagles, Dallas, Eagles, Dallas, Giants to mm. end the end mm. the year. Mm. Five division games in the year. Golly. No secrets there. No secrets. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird thinking about game planning for a team. I want you know, like Taylor's not going to comment because he actually has to game plan for the team, Kyle. But like, do you withhold some stuff? Do you do you do you fuck with them a little bit on the first meeting, and then two weeks later, you flip the script? Like, it's interesting. It's another layer of game planning. Hey, Taylor, I want to start with this. Like, we uh, we like this thing called layup line here, where we pick a song to start the show. And I know you're a Georgia boy, and we just happen to be listening to some Almond Brothers. When you popped into the uh, the Zoom here, we'll give you any Almond Brothers song. Not to put a 29 year old on the spot here, uh, but I'm pretty sure you probably know a little Almond Brothers. Give me one song that we can uh, make our layup line song today. Dude, you're gonna be disappointed. I have no idea who the Almond Brothers. God are. damn it! This is crazy. I was gonna I was gonna guess <laughs> Jessica, which was off Guitar Hero, which would be more age centric to us. We were we. We were debating. We Everybody in the studio debate. had like a, and I was like, he'll probably pick something chalky. He's younger. He's from Georgia. Yeah, but maybe he's on, like, you don't know Ramblin' Man? 
I'm okay. sure if I heard, if I, I'm sure if I heard Midnight the song, Rider, oh, Midnight Rider. There's a lot of songs you probably don't realize are the Almond Brothers. Yeah. Let's, let's, uh, let's, hit, let's hear you guys go okay, for it. On. No, we're not going to sing. No, we're not going to okay. sing. No, but what we will do is I'm going to get him a, an Almond Brothers playlist by way of my good friend, Nate Gary. Great. And he's going to deliver this to Taylor Heineke. This is, I mean, it's incredible he's been able to accomplish all he's accomplished in life. Just goes and, to show how great a state Georgia is. There's so much to appreciate there that you skip over you skip the Almond Brothers. The Almond Brothers, yeah. And real quick, before we get into some stuff that I think you and I have in common, uh, St. Louis, little time in St. Louis, little time in New England. Um, you, you, uh, was it Quavo? Was uh, was that your went to your rival high school and you broke some of his records? He went. It wasn't my rival high school, but uh, we, we were definitely we were in the same county and we played each other and uh, like scrimmage games a lot. And yeah, man, he was a baller in high school, but yeah, it broke broke many of his records. But so he's I mean, legit. He's legit. Yeah, he was a, he was a really good player in high school. But again, you know, he went to like one of those high schools in that county where it's like he was that was like the kind of the laughing stock high school. But he was a really good player on that team. So if, if he had more weapons, I'm sure he would have got offers from a lot of places. He's like Matt Stafford in Detroit. Yeah, he Quavo was basically Matt Stafford in Detroit. Yeah. Pre, pre, <laughs> he got yeah. his bread though. Yeah, he got it. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> All right, so you spent time in uh, the XFL in St. Louis. Am I right here? You were in St. Louis, right? Yep. And how long were you in St. Louis with the Battlehawks? Because that whole thing got shut down because of COVID, right? Yep. So let's see here. We had like a little training camp or like a a mini camp up there for about maybe two or three weeks. Um, And then our training camp was in Houston for about three weeks. And then – I think we got through, I think, five or six games in the XFL yeah. before I got, you know, booted. But, um, yeah, so I, I would say I was probably in St. Louis for about a total of two or three months. What was the reality there, like the XFL life being totally different? I, I think people don't understand the delta between the lifestyle and the NFL, which for every guy isn't, you know, it's not like a lap of luxury lifestyle in the NFL. But the XFL, it's like, hey – you you guys are really getting it out of the mud, man. What what what? Give me some examples of how XFL life is different. I always say the XFL is the JUCO of the NFL, and love that. I mean, it was a lot of fun. I mean, we were, we were all in the, the hotel together. You know, floors two and three, and if you go to floors two and three of that hotel, it's reeked of weed. Ninety five percent of the people on that team was was high during meetings Luckily. and practice and stuff like that. So, um, but I mean, again, it was a lot of fun. You know, you're only at the facility for four hours. Um, we were actually at the old Rams facility. Um, Earth City. Yeah. Beautiful. Earth City, I did eight yeah. years in Earth City, man. You Beautiful. know, the, the little, uh, we were just talking to your guy, Ryan Fitzpatrick last week on the show and uh, Fitzy got engaged at that Exxon right across the street. You know how there's this. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah, dude. How crazy is that? He was in the McDonald's. So the, yeah, story, we- the story was his, his, he had bought the ring, and his wife and him were sharing a credit card, and they were, they were out to eat at McDonald's, naturally. And uh, she was like, uh, she went to go look at her statement for something, and he was going to propose later. But when he realized she was going to see the ring, he just hit a knee right there next to, you know, uh, Ronald McDonald. Next to Ronnie McDonnie. <laughs> That's such a Fitz move. Total Fitz move, man. Um, but, yeah, I remember that, That uh, you know, I, I've spent a lot of time there. It's a fun town. Okay, what hotel were you guys stinking up? Well, not you because I'm sure you were in the 5%, not the 95%. you got to be a leader and shit. But tell me about which, which which hotel did they have you guys staying at in St. Louis? It was like 
a mile away. It was like right up the road. I want to say it was my, might have been like the Hilton Garden Inn or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we all had roommates, man. You know, I was sleeping five feet away from Brandon Riley, um, you know, receiver that went to Nebraska and played a little bit in the league. But, um, yeah, man, we were all about a mile away down the road just stinking up the hotel. It's <laughs> incredible. You know, guys don't, don't, don't know the, the, the tricks anymore. Guys can't go for a walk. Guys aren't even putting towels under the door. They're just not running lazy. the shower. Just run the shower. Bunch of iPad kids. Yeah, just these kids yeah. these days. They're just, I mean, yeah, we had a guy get kicked <laughs> off the Eagles in 2017 on our Super Bowl run. We were out in the West Coast for a, for a long trip, and uh, I won't name the guy, but we watched him get escorted out of the hotel. Mm. And they weren't doing yeah. that in the XFL, which is cool. Maybe I want to play in the XFL. XF, you said it was yeah. like junior college, and it made me think of when I played two years at junior college. And, you know, we had to do our own laundry. We bought our own pads, you know. Uh, but we love football. It's for the love of the game, and I would imagine that's a lot of the XFL. Yeah, it was pretty much the same thing, except we're, you know, we're getting paid a little bit. The, cool, the coolest part about the XFL was – when you win, you get compensated for it. So it doesn't matter if you lost four straight and you're not going to playoffs. Like, guys still wanted to win. You're still, you know, trying to get that bonus. So, uh, and then obviously when you win, you come back in and there's Bud Light Seltzers waiting for you. So uh, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> Got to hydrate, man. Got to hydrate. Um, okay, so you were up in uh, New England for a couple of weeks. And I, I heard this secondhand, but I, I heard you were talking about the hill runs. Uh, mm-hmm. and just how different that was. Uh, tell me about kind of like what, what makes New England go in your, in your estimation? Because uh, you spent a little time up there, maybe not as long as me. I was there for a year, but like you definitely get an idea that it's different when you get there. Dude, I was only there for three weeks, and I'm not going to lie, when they cut me, I was happy. I was like, God dang, you know, this is, <laughs> this is nuts up here. But you understand why they're so good. You know, there's not, there's not a part of that day where it's wasted. Um, you might have a five-minute break here and there, but other than that, you're either in meetings, walk through, practice, working out, something. Um, so, yeah, I remember the first the first day I tried to go in and make a good impression, get there at like 545, try to be the first guy in the building, and Tom Tom's already in there watching film with his feet up. Um, so, you know, that was, a, that, was a, that was a cool experience. But that first Saturday, I was on practice squad that first Saturday, um, we went outside, did a bunch of agility drills. I think we are out there for an hour. Then we did – I think eight to 10 hills. And after the hills, I'm like, okay, we're done. He's like, nope, we got 18 striders. You know, the, the shortest one being 70 yards, the longest one being 170 yards. So we did like 18 of those. And then after that, I was like, okay, finally, we're done. And he's like, nope, we're going in heavy squat day. Like eight, seven, six reps, heavy squats. I'm like, what the hell is what? This is, feels like college again. Um, so yeah, three weeks of that, I was I was good to go. So when they cut me, I was, that was a nice twenty hour drive back to Atlanta. I always thought Chris was lying about how hard no, it was in New England. No, and I didn't say like, listen, the thing I went up there for joint, and we ran hills with you guys. And the hills are not that fucking hard. It's just it's, it's everything after that because yeah. we used to run hills on like Fridays and like have the whole team out there. And Shaq Mason would win every week, and Bill was at the top of the hill like Shaq by a nose, like. He was up there like rooting for Shaq, and he had his favorites. I'm pretty sure Bill is side betting the hill run, <laughs> but like, but like, uh, what you say is true. And like, one of the main reasons I wasn't there the next year, I'm just going to be honest, is Moses Cabrera. I love Moses Cabrera to death. He's a good dude and everything. But you ain't going to have me 33 years old squatting for 20 reps on a Monday after a game. I'm sorry, like I can't get my body back that way. So like, they ran those guys into the ground up there, and it works. Like you know, guys are in shape and the whole thing, but. Um, they bust your ass in the weight room, dude. 
Yeah, it, it, it really felt like a redshirt year in college. It was um, brought back pretty some bad memories from college. I think I think a big distinction that a lot of fans need to make, and, and I think players understand this, you go to a place like New England and they demand that from you every day. The other 31 teams, you have the option to go in and be that guy every day, and, and it's not the Patriot way. It's the Kyle way. You know what yep, I'm saying? Yep, it could yep, be yep. the Taylor Heineke way. You can stand out. It's you not, can't, it's no, not yeah. mandated. So, like, I think about some of your teammates' veteran leadership, Charles Leno. He was a seventh rounder. He's now one of the best te- technicians in the NFL, probably the smartest tackle in football. Um, that's showing up and doing it the Patriot way on your own. You don't yeah. have to be on the New England Patriots. Their to practices do that. aren't that hard. Camp isn't that hard. So it's guys just, do work hard. Taylor, they, they, else. They, yeah, they work hard everywhere. Like Doug Peterson's camp <sighs> was not that much easier than than Bill Belichick's camp physically. I mean, I would argue that Doug's was just as hard. But the difference is what you said, Taylor, is like there is no wasted. Like not even a minute wasted. So like there's no like I'm gonna go just check my phone for ten minutes. Like you might as well just put your phone outside and there's no windows in that facility or nothing like you are focused the whole time so i really respect new england i know taylor probably does too it just it was fucking it was different so um uh odu guy man um i'll never forget and actually i did until the guys brought it up that game your sophomore year was it that you threw for what how many yards did you throw for in that game against what was it uh new hampshire or something 730 yards You had to, though, because you were down three touchdowns, or this wasn't stat padding. You had to go get 733 yards. Yeah, so that was our first conference game of my sophomore year, and New Hampshire came down and put up 24 on us in the first quarter, like quick. Hmm. Um, And I just remember the the offensive coordinator, uh, Coach Bro Scott, he he was like, hey, man, we're going to throw the ball every play for the rest of the game. And I thought he was joking. I'm like, yeah, okay. And uh, 79 passes later, you know, we're winning 64-61 to win the game. And the first thing my head coach says to me after the game is like, what the hell, man? You had 24 incompletions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but, you know, at that time, I didn't know that was a, a record. Um, you know, it was just what we needed to do to win the game. So, uh, yeah, that was that was, a, that was a really special night, especially out at the bars afterwards. Yeah, I was going to ask, what the hell does Taylor Heineke do? After he throws for 733 yards, I mean, like, you probably don't even remember that well, but I'm sure it was a good night. Well, you know, ODU only has two bars, so uh, those two bars were a lot of fun. But, yeah, I don't remember too much from that night. That's incredible. Are you counting the yards as the quarters go? Are you paying attention to your stats in that situation? Not at all. I'm just trying to win the game. Uh, The only time I saw the stat was after the third quarter. You know, I have that TV timeout. I look up. They have the stats on the big big Jumbotron, and I had 550 yards after the third quarter. Oh, shit. And I think we were still down like 10 points or something. So um, knew that there was more to come and, you know, a little bit down the road, 730 with – I think I had 60 yards rushing too, so 790 total and six touchdowns. So it was was a special day. Was your arm sore after that game? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, I'll bet. Yeah. Could you play golf the next day? Yeah. <laughs> that was before I was golfing, so. Okay, okay. Yeah. So who, who's hit you the hardest in the NFL, and why is it Brandon Graham a few weeks ago at the end of that game? <laughs> uh, um, you know, that's a good question. I have to go back and think about it. But, you know, the one that pops in my mind, it didn't really, it didn't really hit me hard. I kind of just landed weird, was Grady Jarrett back in 2018. Mm. He got me, and I fell and tried to brace myself and just tore my tricep. Oh. Um, so, yeah, that's that's one that pops out. But, yeah, Brandon Graham, um, that, that one's been a, a talking point with all my buddies and family. And, um, you know, they're like, why'd you flop? I'm like, well, you got to look at it, man. I took a knee. 
Uh, Reddick was, you know, he kind of hit me, but then Brandon Graham, he had, you know, six steps. Yeah, five steps. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the layoff, and you know, if he's going to come hit me, it's that's that's the game right there. So yeah, I might have acted a little bit, but hey, I think that's a penalty with any quarterback out there. Hey, listen, bro. I, listen, I'm former Eagle. I'm sitting there. I'm pulling for the Eagles because you know I love watching you play, and so I'm just. And BG's my guy, and I don't want to like criticize BG, but it, the truth is it was a penalty. And I think the tricky thing, and I would argue that y'all shouldn't be able to do that, but it's in the rule book. Like, if y'all go down, you should just get all the way down. Because I, I don't know if I would have done anything different, because it's happening so fast. And, like, our reaction when you guys hit the ground is to go tag off to get the sack. You know, like, for one, to, to ensure that you guys are down, but two, like, Hassan and BG are racing to you to get that sack. You know what I mean? Um I, I, I don't blame you, bro. And there was no shame in your game getting up with the fist pump. Hey, you guys won at the link. That was a hell of a game. And this run's been amazing, man. Like, let's go let's go this weekend. It's fourth and four. Uh, I don't know if you know what I'm going to ask you, but do you want the ball in that situation? Ron decides to punt. It works out because you guys get a, a turnover out of it. But are you at that point with Ron or with Scott where you're like, Hey, we're going here. Like, I'd like to go. And is that did that conversation happen at all? It didn't. Um, and you know, that, I think that's the right decision because again, you, you think about it. I think they had zero timeouts left. Um, no, no, did they? They had zero timeouts left, and you know, we were on our own forty. I think it was. So the last thing you want to do is give them the ball with 40, 40 yards to go, and all they need is score a touchdown. So. I felt, you know, flipping the field position, get them inside the 20 and make them go the whole field with no timeouts is the, you know, great decision. But um, I feel like if we were on their side of the, on the, their side of the 50, uh, maybe. Maybe but, 15 yards different. Yeah, it's funny yeah. in today's day and age, and you're an actual quarterback, so please weigh in. But, like, everything's dissected in these fourth down decision bot, like the analytics, like you should do this, you should do that. Obviously, analytics are an important part of the game and everything, but there's context in every decision. And I wonder how you feel about the analytics part of making decisions on third and fourth down, or if you're just kind of like, hey, I just run the plays now. No, you know, I've really gotten into it the last couple of years, kind of just studying it and seeing, you know, what what the whole deal is. And, um, you know, I agree with a lot of the decisions, but there's some where, you know, in analytics, they don't factor in momentum. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, that's a huge part of football. you know, if you're not really moving the ball that great um, and you're up and you're still winning, uh, yeah, let's flip the field position. If your defense is playing great, yeah, let's do that. It doesn't. It's not all about analytics. So, um, I mean, that's that's my take on it. But, again, you know, I just hear the play call and, and try and make it work. So, No question. No question. How about Indy and Green Bay? Like, to end those games, obviously Indy, like, spectacular fashion, awesome throw. You're going right at the best corner uh, on their team, but you know, I, I know you're throwing it there with confidence because it's Terry, right? It doesn't matter who's on the other side. Like at the end of the Green Bay game, you, Jair Alexander is a hell of a player, but in crunch time on the right sideline, if I remember correctly, it was some beautiful balls that you threw to Terry and, and some great catches. And just talk about how confident you are when you go through your progression and, and you know, shit hits the fan and you see uh, scary Terry. Yeah, I mean, you have a guy, you know, we paid him a lot this offseason and we paid him for a reason. It's because he continues to make these big time plays and big time situations. And, you know, if you want to be one on one with Terry, then great. You know, we feel very good about that that matchup. You know, it doesn't matter what the who the corner is. Um, so, again, in that play specifically, um, 
you know, I knew it was going to be a one-on-one with him. And, uh, you know, big, I forget his name, Clark, I think his name is. Kenny Clark. Uh, yeah, he, he uh, squirted it through. And I just, it was before even Terry came out of his break, I just needed to throw it to, a, to an area, trust him. And, you know, sure enough, he, again, he keeps making plays in big-time situations. So uh, I'm sure you're going to see more of it this year. The guy's a, a great player, a great professional, a, good, a great person. So uh, definitely happy he's on our team. Yeah, you hit a great professional. A guy seems like he's 30 years old, like not a 23, 24-year-old kid. Yeah, he carries himself in a very you know, veteran way, which is, is super cool. Again, you know, you know how receivers are. Sometimes they're oh yeah, you know, oh yeah, yeah. So when you when your best receivers, you know, the way he is, it trickles down, and everyone kind of rallies behind that. So um, it's a great group of guys in that in that in that you know in that room. Absolute dog. Okay, so you know, like guy I played with Carson, that was a tough deal for Carson, but. You know, I thought that, you know, th- there was no choice. You, you got to ride with, with the hot hand, and you, you've done a great job. And I know that I, I've heard you say you and Carson are still pretty cool. I mean, like, I don't think people understand the NFL. It's not like him or me. It's I, I want to win this job. But if I don't, I mean, like, I'm going to support my teammate. How has that relationship been? Has there been things you've been able to take from Carson? Because he does have a little bit of a different experience than you. Um, how's that relationship been post you keeping the job? It's been great. And, you know, I kind of took some time and sat back and thought about how he would feel in this whole situation. And, you know, I get it, man. I, I get how he would be upset. And, um, and I understand it. So my biggest thing was I wanted to sit down and talk with him. Um, so once that decision was made, Coach Rivera made that decision, me and him sat down in the locker room. We talked for about 15 minutes and it was a great conversation. He Pretty much at the end of the day, it was it's neither of our faults. Um, it, it's part of the business, and the last thing we wanted to do was make it weird. You know, we have a great relationship off the field, and um, you know, let's just keep let's keep going. You know, I told him, you never know what's going to happen, man. Like, I might get hurt, and we're going to need you again. Just stay in it um, because this team's we're at an all time high right now. We have a lot of confidence when we're rolling, so um, we're doing a great job in, in the film room as well. He sees some things that I don't see, and we have great conversations. So. He's just as much, you know, helping me as, you know, I was helping him and he was starting. So it, it, it's a great relationship. And, I, you know, I fully expect him to continue doing that. That's good to hear, man. You know, sometimes there's conversations that go on in a locker room that fans don't even know about that are really, you know, they're monumental conversations. That, that's like a man-to-man talk. You know, it's hard in professional football. And, it, you know, there's everybody's egos involved and everybody's doing the very best they can. It's so competitive. The margins are small. There's no shame in losing a job to somebody. And I love that you guys had a talk, man. Um, I, in my experience with Carson, I always really enjoyed him. You know, he's quiet. He's to himself a little bit. But, you know, he, he, he was always he was balls out on the field. He's tough, the whole thing. So I'm glad you guys are getting along. And, and um, yeah, c- congrats on, on all the success. How about um, – how about Ron Rivera, his leadership through all this, uh, the ups and downs, having to, you know, being accountable for what he says at the podium? Because, like, I thought that was really cool. He was like, man, I fucked up. I shouldn't have said that that way. Um, what have you learned from Ron through this whole process? Um, I mean, it goes back to 2018 when I was with him in Carolina. And when I was down there, that was my favorite locker room I've ever been in. And I think it stops, starts with him. I yeah. mean, the guy lets you be, be yourself. Uh, he wants you to be your authentic self. And all he, all he does is – all he asks is when you're at the facility, you come to work and, and you work hard. And, you know, the guys really gravitate towards that. You know, we have a lot of fun with it. You know, but we work hard. So it, it's, it's cool. And, again, you know, I wasn't here in 2020 when he was going through all the cancer stuff. Um, 
but I was I was hearing stories where he would go get chemo and then come straight to practice and be on the field, um, even when he wasn't feeling well. So that, you know, that speaks to his character, his leadership, and the guys just rally around him, man. You know, um, he just keeps it real with you, uh, with all the stuff happening out outside the facility, and you know, every week you feel like there's a new storyline with this organization and he does a great job of kind of shielding us from that he's like let me take care of it if any reporters ask you just you know defer it to me I just want you guys to focus on ball so he makes it really easy on us um and again you know all the guys love him so you know it's happy we're happy that he just got his 100th win as a head coach this past Sunday and hopefully we just keep this thing rolling yeah that's a great point you guys have done a good job of staying focused because there's a lot swirling around and I know like people are in your lockers asking questions and that sort of thing but it's y'all's job to play football and play it well, and you guys are right now. How about the guy I mentioned earlier in the show, Ryan Fitzpatrick? Uh, what did you take from Ry, and like, what was it like? Kind of because I asked him last week about you. I said, like, is 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 Heineke the next you? And that's a a big compliment, in my opinion, because this guy's one of the most well liked people in football history, universally respected, gamer, clutch, tough, the whole thing. Maybe got passed over by some people. Do you think that's an accurate comparison, and what did you learn from Fitzy? Yeah, 100%. Uh, I think the biggest thing I learned from Fitz is you got to have fun with this. Um, you know, football's a tough game, and when it's not going well, it, it's it's rough. And uh, he's one of those guys that, you know, he, he chalked it up with everybody. He was, he was joking around with everybody. Uh, everyone loved him, and I kind of sat back and looked how everyone gravitated towards him and, um, you, know, you know, put that in my pocket. Um, but, again, you know, the guy – he doesn't have the strongest arm. He's not super mobile, but he gets things done and in his own way. And I've kind of took that as well. I, I see a lot of myself in him um, in, in that aspect. So, um, shoot, if I if I play for 17 years and kind of go from place to place, yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, uh, I thought I think his his career was was amazing. Obviously, he got passed up at some points, like you said. But um, if I can look back, you know, 10 years from now and. And, and, and have that career, I'd, I'd be ecstatic. Yeah, but I mean, you know, you got a chance to lead your team to the playoffs this year. So, like, uh, let's not let's 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 shoot for the stars, man. The the, the commies, they're going buck wild right now, man. <laughs> I, uh, Kyle, you had a really good question. Speaking of fun, let's have some fun. Yeah, well, I wanted to first off mention I like Jeff Saturday's hire as the player coach in in Indianapolis. I love that Ron Rivera has a player background as a coach. You talked about all the stuff that he was a, a leader through in 2020 that you didn't get to see but you heard about. Um, number one, how important is that? And then number two, who on your team do you think would be a, a part of Senate? Who would be the person that you would vote for to lead the country? Yeah, because like you, you play in, in the capital city, man. Like if you if shit hit the fan and you had to pick one teammate to like, all right, this is the guy with the nuclear codes. Who who's it going to be? And then one guy that that you're like, nah, keep he him can't off go anywhere the, near keep the, him off the property. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, I'll start with Rivera. Um, you know, when you have a, a an ex player that's a coach. Um, I think that has a lot of merit to it. You know, obviously he's been there before. He's a Super Bowl winner. He knows what it takes to be successful. Um, and he knows what it takes to have a good locker room. And, you know, here we are, you know, in the playoff playoff hunt. We made the playoffs, I think, his first year here, second year here. Um, so him to turn around this organization like that and how we're going right now, it's because of him. Um, so that's on Rivera. The guy's in the locker room. The one guy I wouldn't want at the helm is definitely Chase Young. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> Why is that? He just likes to have too much fun, yeah. man. He, he's, he's joking around too much, but which could um, be good. Yeah. We could shake things up a little bit. Yeah. Oh, you need him at yeah. like some of the the, the press conferences. Okay, to who's like going to run the country from yeah. the Washington Commanders locker room? I think I know. I mean, Leno's up there. He's in the he's in the running for sure. He's in the he's he's definitely a candidate. Um, Humble beginnings. Chase Rulier, okay. our center that's been hurt. He's he's an all time guy. Any okay. alignment, just throw him in mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. pretty pretty much all the offensive alignment could probably go in there and do it. Um, and then I think a dark horse would be John Bostic. Oh, older, John older Bostic. Yeah, he's he's a little he's a veteran. He knows what it takes. He's very well rounded. John um, Bostic always smells good, like he just put on cologne. Does he still? <laughs> does he still? Uh, I played with him in 2013 when he got drafted. You can't forget Florida. that smell. And every time he walked by, like I'd block him in practice, and I'd be like, "Motherfucker, you smell great." Because like, he probably yeah. had cool waters on at practice. Some guys wear cologne Shout out all to day. John long. Bostic. You, well, he's gonna, scary scary he's Terry's gonna not it. making it. What's scary? Yeah, Scary's up. You know, he's up there. Yeah. But you know, John Boss is going to be really weirded out when I go up behind him tomorrow and smell him. So I'll, I'll <laughs> Dude, you can tell him. You can tell him From I sent Kyle you. Bro. I go way back good. on John Bosnick. Um <laughs> Okay, another one. I think I saw you packing a lip. Maybe it was on Bussin or pardon my take. You got a Zen in. What is it right now, huh? The chills. Chill Zens. Okay, because I've just got on. I'm a Kodiak lifetime Kodiak guy. One a day, Kodiak. Copenhagen Wintergreen. He's got the Copenhagen Wintergreen. I'm a menthol. I got a. I'm trying the citrus flavors in. It's a bunch of bullshit. I need to get back to my menthol. But um, are, are you a dipper or is it just the Zen? People must know because we sent a box up to Chase Claypool. I guess Gunnar Osheski had gotten him hooked and gave him like uh, some skull or something. And we were like, let's send the heavyweight shit up. So we sent a box of Kodiak up. I'm pretty sure Claypool's buzzing off nicotine in Chicago <laughs> right now. What uh, what kind of dip? Uh, is is Taylor Heineke a fan of if he is? I'm a big wintergreen guy. Yeah. Um, whether it's you know I'll, I'll go to Copenhagen Grizzly. I'll, I'll anything wintergreen. Yeah. yeah, and then uh, you know my little changeup is you're just classic Copenhagen. Uh, you know the fine cut. Um, you know sometimes it's, it's too, too fine cut. Where, yeah, it, it gets really messy, but I like I like the taste of it. So. People. Uh, those three, those three, are my top three. All right, Taylor. I know you're into golf. We talked about this a little bit. I'm. I have the bug as well. Um, I'm oh, a former baseball boy, guy. I love playing golf. Chris lives on a beautiful golf course. I just doesn't, don't fucking doesn't play I'm golf. Not a golf guy. Doesn't fucking play golf. No, I just like looking at it. We're, okay, <laughs> hy- hypothetical golf round. You get next week off. Where are we going to play golf? We get a PJ Ooh. anywhere, 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 mm. anywhere. We'll be able to get in private or public. He wants to go to Dubai, but where are you going, buddy? No, we're going to the Masters, man. We're going, oh, to, yeah. we're going to the Masters. It's such a Georgia answer. Yeah. Well, have you ever been? I've been there. We, I went uh, in twenty twenty COVID year, which is it was weird because only thirty percent capacity could go in. Yeah. Um. So you didn't really get the energy, but it was cool because you know obviously there wasn't that much of a crowd, and you could see the guys you know more closely. So, um, that was a cool. Was experience. the bird noise actually, piped in? Were, were the birds fake? I don't think so, man. Oh, there's there's real birds it's down a there. Conspiracy have you guys theory. ever been there? No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go, and I'm going to go because not because of the beautiful course, not because of the golf, but because of my phone. Like, I just don't want – I just want the excuse. Like, I'm at the fucking Masters. I missed it. Yeah. Sorry, babe. That's or, great. So, you know, sorry Wish the you know, Masters whoever wants to meet day. me for lunch next week. or I just don't want to know. Like, just I want to throw my phone away. And the food looks fire, too. No, it's amazing. Like, when you walk in, like, it's not in that great of a town. Um, but when you walk in, you're like, it's, it's like heaven, man. There's not – a wood chip out of place. Um, I mean, it looks like 
it looks like something you would see on a movie. It's it's, yeah. it's unbelievable. And then, you know, they just make everything very convenient. So you go into you want to go get a beer and a, and a sandwich. Um, it takes maybe thirty five seconds to get those. Amazing. Um, that sounds ideal. And, sounds and ideal. And it's cheap. You know, you're not waiting in line. You're it. You get it and you go. So again, I was there when there was only thirty percent capacity. So who knows what it's like. Uh, when everyone's in there. But. That's a great answer. Well, Augusta. a couple more things before we let you go. Like, real quick, the big hats, man. I've seen a bunch of people get these big hats, like, within 24 hours. Cowboy Reed, did you order a big hat for us? I, I got the number one dad hat coming tomorrow. Is this a <laughs> – I got the lamest one out of the whole – spade. 75 bucks for that. All right, can you talk to Brian Robinson about maybe his friend, like, making these more affordable? I know it's a lot of hat. But what – did you know about the big hats before this weekend? I didn't. You know, the first time I saw it was when after the game he had it on. Uh, yeah, it's been a big hit. I was talking to him this morning. He said that he's getting millions of DMs asking, um, you know, if, if they're going to have enough for, for, for Christmas. So um, that was a good move by him. Hopefully that he's getting a little bit of money out of it. What do you do with the, the big hat after you wear it the first time and take a picture? Like, what the fuck do you do, dude? I don't know. You got to like sign it and sell it or something. Oh my God. He's like the Gary V of marketing. Yeah. Brian Robinson. He needs, Brian Robinson needs a cut from the, from, because honestly, like all of a sudden that, that place, I don't know if they're going to have the, the back end on that website to fill out all the orders that they're getting as a result of Brian Robinson. How about Brian Robinson, man? Like take me through that thing. I mean, like obviously scary as hell from the minute you guys hear about it to watching him rehab talk to me about just kind of that process because it's it's unthinkable it's like unfucking thinkable there's no blueprint for that i had a yeah, teammate get stop, shot stedman bailey he survived he got shot in the head and survived it was a miracle but like he couldn't play football anymore just to think about getting shot and coming back in the same season is insane yeah um i forget when it happened it might have been right after the last preseason game um i remember i was out golfing and um, I just checked my Instagram real quick, and I see a, a post about him getting shot, and I thought it was fake. I thought it was just a fake post. Um, and I kept on scrolling. I see it two, three more times. So then I text some guys on the team. I'm like, yeah, man. So, you know, thank God he was okay. Um, but the fact that, you know, maybe two or three weeks later he's walking. Um, he's not on crutches anymore. He's The dude's walking and already rehabbing. And – um, thank God it didn't, you know, mess up his knee at all and didn't hit any ligaments or anything. Kind of just went right through. Um, it's a blessing. So for him to, you know, go through that, go through the rehab, and now run the ball like he's running it right now, uh, you know, it's, it's a miracle. But, you know, we're glad that he's okay. He, again, he's he's a bruiser, and you can see it. You know, when we get deep in those games, that dude's just killing those guys. It's, yeah. it's fun hitting the ball off and having him go against safeties and, it's it's really fun to watch. He's a big dude, man. He's a load. You can tell him. Seems like a great guy, man. I'm super happy he's recovered. Okay, best Jordan so far that you've that you've acquired from beating a team. And then, like, be honest, the worst ones are you're like this colorway should never happen, dude. And I know yeah. if you guys beat the Browns, <laughs> I just want to yeah. see. I want to see what the fuck those look like. But tell me so far, best or worst? Four the fours for the Houston Texans, Travis Scotts, and then the off white Jordan fives, white pair. Uh, for the for Atlanta Falcons. And I'll say the worst one by far is the Green Bay pair. Um, it's hard to find a pretty swaggy green and yellow Jordan. Yeah, I got to talk to Oregon for you. 
Uh, that's what I got, the Oregon yeah. Fives. Oh, that's interesting. Well, if you got any prettier ones you find, you let me know. I'll try to hook that up. That's interesting. I can't wait for, you know, fingers crossed, the brown on browns. <laughs> <laughs> the brown and oranges or whatever. The Carhartt Sixes. Uh, yeah, the Carhartt Sixes. Yeah, that's good. You just do a collab. All right, and then last thing, the chain. Whose chain was it? How does that go? Was the chain heavy? Do you know the value of that chain? I'll tell you a story. One time, you ever been to rehab the the pool party at uh, in Vegas? It's like at the Hard Rock. It's like you know these Memorial Day parties. Me and my D line mates used to go, and we ran into a former teammate of mine. He let me borrow a chain for a day, and in the state I was in, actually, Kyle, you were there that day. Yes, I was. <laughs> the chain went missing. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, no. And when I found out how much the chain cost, uh, I was petrified. But my buddy was like, no, you're good. Fuck that chain. And I was like, oh, I might want to check on his finances I remember that chain. after yeah. football. Um, how much is that chain worth? <laughs> and, uh, and how heavy was it? And give me the background on what went into that. So, you know, obviously we just got the big win against Philly. I get back on the plane. I got my bush lights waiting for me. And I'm actually having a good time just drinking my bush lights, minding my own business. And next thing you know, Chase Young is throwing his chain on me. Then Deron Payne's throwing his chains on me. I think it was like six or seven different guys who was just throwing their stuff on me. And, uh, you know, again, after that, I was like, cool. You know, I will say they, they are heavy as hell. You know, my neck was still after that. Um, and, then, you know, obviously took some pictures and got in trouble for it. But, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, those chains are sweet, man. I want one myself. But I can't. I can't fork up. 20 plus grand that's just I, I can't do that okay so if you could fork up 20 grand what's your chain look like um it's got to be iced out thick um i probably have my my own logo on it i think that would that would be pretty cool okay i like that you don't have a logo currently we'd be doing that for the chain i do have a logo right now oh it's a logo guy all right, Man. I gotta check out his logo. This became a thing the last couple of years. Dude's got logos. I, I'm really, I'm get a stickler. Your get yeah, your bread. You gotta get Taylor. his fucking money, man. I love this guy, man. Get your fucking bread. We just gotta give him the Almond Brothers playlist, man. That's all. Right. That's the only thing, man. So Taylor, appreciate the time. I hope you got a, you have a great rest of the year, except for against the Eagles. But otherwise, man, we love watching you play, dude. Um, stay healthy and uh, get after it, dude. Thanks, Taylor. Chris, Kyle, appreciate you guys having me, man. If you're here in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, and you haven't tried the WinBet app yet, I have great news for you. Sign up today to receive this special offer. New users can take advantage of WinBet's bet $25, get $50 in free bets. WinBet is basically giving you free money. Don't turn that down. Don't pass that up. Download the WinBet app today. Terms and conditions apply, must be 21 or older, and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. Black Friday is here, and I think we all know what that means. It's time to get your cuts essentials for next year. To us at Greenlight, Nothing is more essential than some closet staples. That's why we go with Cuts. Not only are they some of the best clothes out there, but right now for the next few days only, they're running their 25 to 50% off site-wide Black Friday sale. Cuts makes professional-looking performance apparel so you can feel comfortable at work or out on the town. Every Cuts shirt is designed to provide a perfectly tailored fit, and they're insanely comfortable. Cuts has perfected the art and science of men's shirts so you can throw one on and look great 
without ever thinking twice about it. We've been seeing cuts everywhere lately, and especially on NFL Sunday with Joe Burrow, Rob Gronkowski, Patrick Mahomes, all the GOATs, they're rocking cuts. That's what they're doing these days. Cuts has totally revolutionized the traditional, outdated t-shirt category. They make it easy to mix and match styles and colors so you can find the perfect style. Long sleeve Henley, no problem. Short sleeve crew neck, they've got it. Tees, hoodies, polos, and more are all available with Cuts. These are some of the best quality shirts you'll ever own, and they're engineered to last. These aren't fast fashion shirts, these are Cuts. Join hundreds and thousands of men who have already made the simple decision to elevate their wardrobe with Cuts. Get 25 to 50% off your first order by going to cutsclothing.com slash greenlight. That's C-U-T-S clothing.com slash greenlight for up to 50% off the only shirt worth wearing. Well, we know now, what offsides is now because of Nate's Nate, really good. Nate came through with the offsides. Teaching points. What did I say? <laughs> you said don't. You can't fucking cherry pick. Can't cherry pick. Can't. Which made it easier. Yeah, it was well done. Uh, so I don't think anyone guessed one nil, right? It was all it's a whole bunch of two nils. Macon said three three. Yeah. Macon, really. Macon's definitely disappointed. Here's the funny thing about Macon right now. Macon definitely is betting a draw in every game. Like he thinks it's a system, right? Like so he definitely was rooting for a draw there. Effectively he was rooting against the US. Which I heard him do yesterday in the hallway for his game preview. And I was uh-huh. just, you know, it was one of those things where you see on the street and then you're like, wait, that's not very surprising. I'm going to keep it moving. Like, he wasn't even pro-USA. Deported. Get him out of here. Yeah. Um, Somebody think- on Twitter responded, he's really easy to hate. <laughs> I, saw- <laughs> I was like, imagine fucking working with him. Can't even root for the U.S. No, I hate um that the win bets are always so inviting and, like, the, the suggested bets that they give, um, the suggested bet that they give, it they always almost hit. Yeah. They always almost hit. Well, there's a reason they're suggesting them. <laughs> but it's just like, how do they know that Timothy Way is going to be offsides for that goal? Like, how do they know that? Oh, you what hit the, the 10% boosted odds bet. I saw that. What was it? Uh, that he would score. Okay. Timothy Way was close a lot. He scored on the side of the net. Mm-hmm. Polis- but you can't do that. That doesn't Polis- count. was close a lot. I, I think the out. whole fucking team needs to get in there and do some neck work. Their headers are a little bit weak. Well, to- defensive headers, we were great. Yeah. I think we had like 100 in the to last spikes, five he's scoring four times Whoa. in that game. At can, least. I, can I apologize and- to who's the buddy who scored again? Uh, Pulisic. How do you say his name? Pulisic. Pulisic. Great goal. I was, I was being kind of hard on him. I was being kind of hard on him. While we watched the live stream, I didn't think he got hit very hard, but from a different angle, I you, apologize. Yeah, he you were like really he got hit very, very hard, maybe in his abdomen or his groin area. You saw where his face ended up, the crotch. It's a good thing Nate's angle. not the physio. <laughs> you know, like every word. fucking player that's on the ground, you know, Nate's, they're not up quick enough. That's the one thing I just don't like about soccer, it's just that. It's not that they're not up quick enough. If you're hurt, you're hurt. But 90% of the time, these guys, they're not really hurt. And it's just that if, they, if they're if they going to sell it, they're going to sell it. Mm-hmm. And that bothers me. And it's just like, bro, your teammates are running around. <laughs> yeah, you're like, a man down now. Like, yeah, exactly. That's it's a funny. big gripe it, I have. It, it is exactly. funny. It's, it's the funny, most though. selfish move. It's so funny seeing like a guy help another guy up. 
Like, I want to know what the conversation <laughs> is. Like, is it like, all right, bro? Oh, like, all right, you've had enough. No, but like, you, you've had enough. Like, you've had 30 seconds here. Like, we know you're, you're, you're good. Imagine if we did that in football. Like, every time you get, like, bruised up, if a guy on the field could just lay there. Well, you know like, what? Matt, Matt said something funny. It was like, in y'all sport, like, everybody, like, a guy will be concussed and everybody's, like, picking him up and trying to weekend at Bernie's, the, the guy. Exactly. You know, like, you know, he's alive. You know, but in soccer, it's, it's, they really, do, they really do. Um, you know, I, another thing I was wondering about the World Cup is the languages. You know, how do people communicate amongst each other? And then when there's an official and they're all yelling at the official, are people yelling in three languages? Are these guys Good like point. Rosetta Stone? But there's certain things that there's level five mages. There's, like, what the fuck is there's certain, there's certain emotes that I feel like that are global. Yeah. Like global emotes. Like, what the fuck? You know, you, po like, you pointed this out today and I thought it was a great. Um, you oh, said yeah. the, the fade. Is a global haircut. It's a global haircut. It's like it's everywhere. Every every single team has a guy on their team that realistically has some sort of fade, and I think that's awesome. That's no, it's dope. great. <laughs> it's the thing that unites us all. And then Kyle, you made a great point, or I want to bring this to the to the group, and I want the people at home to weigh in. How would you like to have like you remember in the NHL there was a period where we had streaks behind the puck. Mm, Barry Melrose remembers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah, he does. I had an autographed picture of Barry Melrose in my in my locker in St. Louis. Uh, That's another I, doppelganger for you, actually. You were saying people don't look like you. You That's think Barry Melrose looks like me oh, with your lettuces shit. currently constructed? You should be yeah. here for Halloween. That's kind of interesting. So I'm going to look like Barry Melrose when I get older. Yeah. You should get one of those striped suits. Uh -huh. yeah. Which is great. But yeah, put the the trail behind the soccer ball too. You know, yes. so you can watch it fly into the box and that sort like of thing. Like the old NHL games. Yeah, like the old NHL Trail game. on or off. Uh-huh. Thank you. And like when it goes fast, it turns red. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah I love mm -hmm. Pink. Listen, I, I, it was entertaining. It was fun. Uh, I'm glad we, we moved on to the group stage. And it's right? 90 minutes. It's, it's a short intermission for halftime and... It's the, there's no real stoppages. You get ten minutes of added time because there's some bitching throughout because of injury. But soccer, for the most part, is easily consumable. And I, nope. can, I can see why it's so popular. No question. You know, like I went to a baseball game this year, missed a flight. It took so long. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so hey, you know, soccer, you kind of know what you're you're in for. After this match, who's everyone's favorite player? Favorite player has got to be uh, Aronson from New Jersey. The, the real question guy. is how He's many of us will guy. say a number rather than yeah, a exactly. <laughs> uh, you know what, Timothy uh, Weah. I'll number buy the 21. I'll buy the dip on Weah. I'll buy the dip on Weah. Who, by the way, I heard he's second generation athlete, and his dad's in the government in uh, what is he, the president of Liberia. So you know. Maybe or a little Zach Wilson effect there, a little, uh, little. <laughs> he's a real live. Booker McFarland's ears perked up listening. You know what he is? He's a real live Carlton Banks. He's oh, real life Carlton. That's good. That's good. Okay. Real life Carlton. Banks. Yeah, because Carlton Banks had you know like royal royal family, didn't he? His dad. His yeah. dad. Who's Carlton was, Banks? Uh, from Fresh Prince of from the movie or from Carlton, from the show Fresh Prince. Uh, Uncle Carlton. Uncle Phil's son. Uncle Uncle Phil was a big time. Judge, prosecutor, yeah. right? Judge. Judge, yeah, yeah, yeah. Forgive me for not knowing his last name. I yeah. I the dance. Yeah, the Carlton dance. Yeah, uh-huh, you got it. <laughs> it's not unusual. What else about that game? Anything else before You guys we... were asking about stats. Let me read you some. Shots on goal. The United States had five shots on goal out of 12 total shots. Iran, uh, four to one. Four shots, one on goal. Fouls. <laughs> 10 for the United States, one for Iran. Wow. Uh, three yellow cards to one. Can I play Macon's role right now? Yeah. 
You just said Iran, and then you said Iran. You mixed it up. Yeah. Hey, which one are we going which with? Which one is it? Iran. I say, I know, you guys tell me. I'm, I say Iran I, is the real pronunciation. There was a player on the U.S. team who got who got corrected on the way he said it, and I, and I applaud him for not being a smart It's the ass. second one I said. I corrected myself. You know, if you're like a five-star Iran. general in a movie, you say Iran. You know, exactly. like if you're if you're like a red-blooded American, you say Iran. It just, I, it's almost a political statement. It know? is. It feels like it feels like there's like the how did he just say that? You ran for what? Iran is like how you're it's supposed like how to say, you say it. China. It's like do you say China or do you say China? <laughs> there's only one person that says Ooh, China. I have something for you. Uh huh. Did you know? Yeah. That Tokyo is only two syllables. Tokyo. Yeah. Tokyo. Yeah. Tokyo. Yeah, I did. But then I ended up sounding like I'm. Then I end up sounding racist. Snap a little. Yeah, no, no. And then I, I sound racist saying Tokyo, Tokyo. <laughs> uh, no, we, that's we pretty much done. We ran through all our uh, all our stats. There are not many stats for a for a soccer game. You were threatening some type of game upstairs. Oh, FIFA. So I think we should. We're, we're definitely getting to FIFA. I mean, playing that. Watching that game made me want to play FIFA so bad because the thing about being a soccer fan that most of the fandom is built on FIFA is you know just enough to kind of like fuck up your analysis. I kind of felt funny. I felt good live streaming the game because we were not expecting to know anything. Mm -hmm. But I also felt terrified because I realized a lot of people that are, were analyzing my career or games that I played in were just like me, mm -hmm. you know, because they knew nothing about the game. Yep. So I'm sitting in that, in that seat trying to analyze the game. Um, no, what I was threatening was because all I want to do was play FIFA as we were watching the game so badly. I want to play it till like three in the morning. We were talking about the drinking games guys used to play playing FIFA. It was like the pregame before the bar it was when you got back from the bar it was pack a dip, play FIFA. Mm -hmm. You know, like the the bets were were crazy. But can we get a a nice console, whatever the latest console is, and have it here in the studio, and uh, and we can play FIFA in general. But I also think we should play uh, like the entire tournament on FIFA against each other yes. and simulate games when we get to the next stage yes so like that decides on who who the the whole studio has to bet on yeah or something like that some some stipulation on it just make to make sure it fun so this is like a little bit of a workshop so i don't yeah, know if it's on just, the pod I'll, just make sure that you get extra controllers because chris is a rage quitter and he'll mm -hmm. probably break a few rage quitter i broke a yeah. controller last night dude it happens playing a fortnite yeah but it's just by accident it just stopped working i don't i don't know what happened oh controllers also with uh, with FIFA, that's how we'll settle disputes, and we'll keep a ranking on the wall. Yes. If you want to challenge somebody, you have to accept the challenge. Yes, I like it. Anything to play FIFA. And that's tiebreakers. You know, if if you someone has a higher like FIFA ranking, that's the tiebreaker in an argument. Or like I'll no, beat everybody what? in this studio. Bro, I will Who are we playing on? If you could choose any team, put what's money your team? On it. Yeah, put a hundred dollars on it. First game. The first game this week. There's no practicing. There's no playing. You know, like we I just can't, get. I can't practice a few days. No, no, no. Like, Yo, like Matt we definitely we has this at the crib. Yeah, right? yeah. Like we, we but you and I, we come in here. We come in here tomorrow, right? Because I'll be in here tomorrow, and we play for a hundred dollars. I'll, I'll definitely do it. Yeah, and then and then there's no practicing leading up. We just pick up the controller and go. I literally have a PS4, bro. Oh fuck! Have you playing FIFA these days? No. Okay. Well, good. Like, All right. Well, fine. Bro, can we do I that to, live I, on the app and I'll announce to, it? I went, yes. I put my PS4 on a week ago, and I wanted to play something, and literally, it told me that 
something had to load for two hours. And yeah. I was just like, God, cut it the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell? Yeah, that's a lot. It's, <laughs> it feels like, like we, we, yeah, I, give me the discs back. Gaming consoles are actually sort of dead. Like, you got to just get a gaming PC. Kyle so let's get a PC about. here. Whatever we need to do. I just and want to play, play FIFA tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. I want to play FIFA tomorrow. Get him a PC. All right. Set him up a Steam. Get two factor. Yeah. <laughs> two FA. Oh, two, uh, two FA? Yeah, two FA. That's like two. Two factor authentication. Yeah. All right. Well, hope you enjoyed the interview. <laughs> and uh, we will be back Thursday with Stanford Steve, Steve and uh, Friday Amp. with the, for the Freak Show. And Amp, Amp as well. Amp on Thursday. Yeah. 430. 4.30. 4.30. Y'all take care. Take care. I'm gonna fight you with my friends.